An old Chinese wise man once said, "Okay, let me translate. A person cannot be judged by his appearance alone. In the same token, as the sea cannot be measured with a single bucket." In a nutshell, appearances may be deceiving, so be careful of where or who you put your trust. Unfortunately, tonight's victim made one wrong decision: putting her trust into a snake rather than a savior, and she paid for her mistake with the ultimate price: her life. We're here tonight, drinking Angry Orchard. Yes, which I haven't had in a while. Me either. I don't it remember. Tastes like fall. Yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I had an Angry Orchard. It tastes like juice to me. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's good with um with Fireball. Mm-hmm. Some Angry Balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you like, put caramel around the rim of the glass with cinnamon <sighs> sugar. We should have done that. Yeah. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I know you said that this That's is a giveaway. Fake. I don't know where my bongos are. Jen. I haven't had a chance to look for them. Okay, I just want everyone to know out there, Jen was doing that off the table. That's fine. I exposed you. 100% transparency. We believe in transparency at this podcast. <laughs> well, at least one of us here does. <laughs> I, it's just because I didn't use my bongos doesn't mean that, that I can't sing the song. That's right. That's right. I know, but I don't I don't want people to think that they were hearing bongos. No. Because they they absolutely were not. I can do it on something a different surface so it doesn't sound like bongos. Oh, like bongo services? I don't know where they are. I still have to unpack them. <laughs> we can bring yours next time. Okay. Oh, and not only that, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the last episode. And I don't listen to our episodes, but I do edit them. So <laughs> it's like, don't you listen to <laughs> you them listen five to, times? Yeah, like, <laughs> like 12 different times. <laughs> well, Jen, instead of saying surprise shots, surprise shots, if you go back and listen, it's not plural. You say surprise shot. Surprise shot. Oh my God. No, I did not. The quality of this podcast has gone downhill. Oh, yes, you did. Right. Surprise shot. Surprise shot. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I can't believe that. This podcast is going downhill. Listen, I have had. All right. Well, let's just take some shots instead. Is that cherry? Mm hmm. Is this cherry moonshine? It is. Oh, did we do we have some? Was that what we were drinking with the cherry limeade? Um, no, it's this is Firefly. That is not moonshine. Moonshine. It, it says moonshine on yeah, the bottle. Yeah, but it's supposed to burn. It's supposed to give you instant ulcers. Real moonshine. Okay, well, All I right, don't think the FDA something. would approve that. Correct. Well, that's, that's why, why it's not real moonshine. The FDA isn't. In the hills of North Carolina, cooking up some shine. All right, tonight we are covering the Yingying Zhang story. She is Chinese, and she is a foreign exchange student that came to 
to the University of Illinois, which has the largest Chinese student population of any campus in America. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Wow. Are, it, do they have some really attractive programs at that university? Yeah, I, I guess. I'm going to get a little bit into her studies. She was doing environmental sciences. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, at my high school, they started offering Mandarin. That's really cool. Yeah. It's so it's so complicated to me. I wonder... They say that English language is the hardest language to learn. Yeah. So maybe in retrospect, it wouldn't be that bad. That's because we have like seven different uses for the same word. Like bear is... There's yeah. 10 different... And like contractions and stuff like that. Yeah. We have a lot of slang. You know, Well, other countries have slang, but contractions and stuff are really weird. Did you guys ever see the video where it showed you kind of what an English speaking person sounded like to someone that was not English speaking. No. There's a video out there. It kind of sounds like Sim Sims. Interesting. You know I how I like that, yeah. Gabar Babar. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get right into this story. It's a pretty tragic story. And the killer is a straight D bag, which you'll see. He does in one of his interviews actually I wouldn't say interview in in an undercover audio tape mm-hmm. that was made of him talking, which we're going to hear. He actually says that he really likes Angry Orchard. So that's what we're drinking tonight. <laughs> yeah. The killer gets caught because of a secret audio tape that was made of him confessing his crime. Hmm. And, and loving I'm, Angry Orchard. And loving Angry I mean, he went... I mean, this was like a two-hour audio thing, and about 10 minutes was devoted to Angry Orchard. Oh, my God. <laughs> was he high? Like, I don't... I mean, it's not bad, but I can't see anyone devoting 10 minutes of their life. No, just definitely talking about not. Angry Orchard. Uh, he was pretty adamant that it was his favorite. <laughs> see, I drink it more regularly before I liked beer. Yeah. But now I, I like, like it. I it's do. very sweet to yeah. me. It's good. It is sweet, but you know, and they make a lot of knockoffs and none of mm-hmm. them are anywhere as good. Reds. Reds is not as good. This yeah. almost tastes like a, a some type of wine. It's a rose. Oh. Yeah, I got the rose. I, I do like this one actually more than the other one because it doesn't taste as sweet to me. You know what I like? I do like a Mike's hard. Mm. I haven't had those in a long time. I prefer those to like Smirnoff wine coolers. Oh, the cranberry one. So oh good. my gosh, yes. That it is, is my favorite. So good. I'm a four locos kind of guy. Oh my god, four locos. I drink take one me, in the morning. Take me back to sophomore <laughs> year of college had, before I, it was taken off the shelves and I put back had on the shelves. Four loco once in my life. And actually it was right when I moved down to South Carolina. I think it was the day after I met you guys, after I saw the house. And that was your first four loco experience. Yeah, Chris awesome. and I went out downtown. Um Charleston, and we drank Four loco. I didn't like it. I probably would have... Good times. And, you know, probably would have drank it easier in college, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, man. That was that was the jam freshman, sophomore year. And guys, before we start, if this is your first episode, I put all my sources, videos, and photos on talkmurder.com, so go there and check out the blog post. I'm also putting all the court files that I found. I'm going to put a link to them there in case you guys want to dive deeper in this case. You know where to go and get that information. We are going to June 9th, 2017. It was a Friday and approximately 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is at the University of Illinois in uh, Urbana. 
Is it mm-hmm. Urbana or Urbana? I think, you're, I think you got Urbana. it right. Urbana. Mm-hmm. Urbana. Nirvana. Nirvana. Now, mm-hmm. one thing about this campus, w- when I did my studies at my elite university, the University of Phoenix, <laughs> it really wasn't like this, but in the University of Illinois, they got cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the bus routes alone, at least three cameras on each bus. Like the shuttle, the, like the university-owned CCTV, yeah. They have cameras on buses even for the high school. It's oh, the, wow. They have to document know. everything. Wow. What I'm trying to say is we got Ying Ying on camera, and that was the last time that anyone has ever seen her again. June 9th, 2017, like I said, approximately 8.30 a.m., we're reading this information straight from the criminal complaint filed by the FBI agent in charge of this case. On Friday, June 9th, 2017, at approximately 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, YZ went to UI's Turner Hall, where she conducts research. Between 12.30 p.m. and 1 p.m., YZ returned to her apartment for lunch. At approximately 1.39 p.m., YZ sent a text message from her cellular phone to a manager of a different apartment complex in Urbana, Illinois, where she intended to sign a lease. YZ indicated in the text message to the apartment manager that she was running behind. Through the subsequent text messages between YZ and the apartment manager, YZ communicated that she would be approximately 10 minutes late, with an anticipated arrival at 2.10 p.m. All right, so this is the photos of Ying Ying right here. This is captured on CCTV. You see her walking towards the bus, mm-hmm. and then you see her getting on a bus. This was a Friday, and this is during the summer hour, so there's no one on campus, pretty much. This is summertime. But Ying Ying, who has only been in America for a few months now, is working in her lab. She's uh, environmental sciences. Mm-hmm. So she's catching up on some work and she has a lab mate there. She tells her that, hey, I got to go sign an apartment lease. She was currently living in an apartment where primarily married couples lived. Okay. So it was more expensive. It was larger. Okay. So she wanted to switch apartments to the more student friendly Mm-hmm. money-friendly mm-hmm. apartments, and that's what she was doing. She actually had an appointment at 1.30 p.m., and she was going to make that. Now, obviously, she doesn't drive, so she uses a bus. Okay. So mm-hmm. she tells her lab mate, and this is in the morning, that she's going to go make that, and she is texting the apartment manager the whole morning, okay. and he is the first one to text her back once she misses the appointment. He's like, hey, you know, where are you at? I'm, I'm waiting type of thing. Mm-hmm. Then the lab mate gets really worried when she doesn't come back from the appointment. She goes to her current apartment around dinner time and she doesn't answer the door, obviously, because she's not there. That's when they go immediately to the police station and the police jump on this pretty quickly because the friends that she had, Ying Ying had, and all the other students that knew she was going there because she was such an academic superstar, mm-hmm. they knew that it was not right for her not to answer the text messages, not to show back up at the lab. So they literally all went to the police station in the middle of the night, about 50 of the Chinese students, and you know they were putting pressure on the police and the police did a good job and they they definitely opened up the investigation immediately and got things rolling. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the FBI was called in after that. Interesting. Yeah. Because the FBI is not always called in, but I can't right. remember all the reason the instances where they are. So this photo right here that you're looking at, and I'm putting this on talkmer.com. This is her at 135. Ying Ying actually missed her second bus going to the apartment. So you actually see a video of her kind of running after the bus. Mm-hmm. And it pulls off and she barely misses it. Did you say what month did you say this is? This is June 9th, 2017. Okay, so this is um summer session. Right. Campus is relatively quiet in comparison to normal times. Mm-hmm. Like nobody would be in our campus in summer session. There'd be like 10 people there. Mm-hmm. At 1.57 p.m., we see Ying Ying. She walks down the street. She's on West Clark and North Goodwin Avenue. She sits under a shade tree because now she's late to her appointment mm-hmm. and she's waiting for the next bus. And she's probably got anxiety because she's not a person that misses appointments. Right. And at 2 p.m. sharp, a black Saturn Astra pulls up. Now, I'm putting this video. This is the surveillance camera that caught Ying Ying getting into this car. Now, it's hard to really tell what's going on, but there's the car. There's a better angle. Right. She is talking to the driver of the car, and you can tell she's kind of hesitant, or maybe this is just in hindsight. Mm-hmm. I know um, one student was interviewed, and she was watching this, and she just wanted to scream, don't get in, don't get in. Mm. And But she does get into that car. Now, that's oh. this is the last time she's ever seen alive again. So are we thinking she knew this person? You know, like to get into a, some, a complete stranger's car. Exactly. And in 2017, right. at least. Like you're not. She did not know this person at all. <gasps> no. I wonder if that is because she is maybe not born here maybe are we are we really cautious about that do we have so many serial killers here in the united states that we would never get into a stranger's car granted we get into stranger's cars every day with uber now so maybe that is a terrible logic well i mean i think it's different with uber because it's through a company and i mean well i know there was the murder that happened Mm -hmm. in columbia but he the guy that killed her was not an uber driver in retrospect right however with Uber, it's a little bit easier to trace because they have their plate attached right. to everything. Um, unless you're someone that is faking being an Uber driver, which I'm not trying to put that out on the internet. But I don't know what their culture is like over there, so I can't answer yeah. that question. Well, let, let me let me jump forward a little bit since you guys asked that question. It's a really great question, and I did put this further in the episode, but I'm gonna jump forward a little bit and cover that right now. This is another student a few hours before Ying Ying gets in that car. Remember, she mm-hmm. gets in at 2 p.m. At 9.36, this is a Facebook post, 9.36 a.m., so three hour, four hours, I'm not good at math. That morning, a few hours before, a student that goes to U of I posted this on her Facebook page. And if you want to read this, Nicole. Hi, Champagne friends. A man in a black sedan claiming to be an undercover police officer had a badge on his chain under his shirt, asked me to come up to his car so he could ask me a few questions this morning while I was walking around Urbana, busy in Stoughton. I moved to his window and he asked me to get in his car so he could ask me the questions, which I refused to do. He was okay about it and let me walk away. I called the police and they went to go check the area out. Stay safe, people. 
don't get in a car, even if they say they're police or have a badge. Oh, wow. That I, Something like that wow. happened went to a student when I was in high school. Another student at the high school, she was pulled over by what someone said was an undercover cop, and it actually <gasps> wasn't. So, God. Yeah. You have to be careful with be that. You need to careful. ask. You need to ask, ask them for their badge, their badge number. number. And don't yeah, don't even trust the badge there's, thing, man. But, you yeah, can get badges anywhere. There's a number that you can call the local police. Hmm. It's I think it's a three digit number, kind of like nine one one, but not. But you can ask them, hey, I'm not sure if this is an actual police officer. Can you verify if this oh, wow. officer is actually in the area? And they can. They can verify that. I don't remember the number. Hmm. It might be one one two, interesting, or one two two or two one one. No, two one one is the dig safe number. I think I'm not. I don't know. But look it up. The same car pulls up, and this is definitely the same person because after he is caught, she comes forth and says, "Yeah, that's him." I don't know how that lure works because if you're an undercover officer. Do you do you tell people you're an undercover officer? Because if wouldn't hmm. that wouldn't that defeat the purpose? True. Or is it, I mean, well, if you're in an unmarked car, doesn't mean that you're undercover. I guess right. You can be in uniform and not have a marked car. Correct. Right. Well, well sometimes I do dress up like as a firefighter, but I you know I only don't, only that's when you're servicing yeah. bachelorette parties. Yeah. Hey, but they I can mean, they can tell. Is- <laughs> That brings back some pretty good memories. Not gonna lie, but you know, uh, not of John, not of John. Just to clarify, just just of other firefighters Firefighters. with with poles. You don't have to have a badge when you wear assless chaps. Just letting you know, he was wearing reflective glasses, like in Super Troopers, Mm. but that was definitely him. Now, this video is of the student. Right here, talking about that encounter. Remember, like uh, hearing anything? Police will have a police. You'll hear like a scanner or a radio. What if you saw a picture of him? Would you be able to say that was him? Because of the sunglasses, it would be tough. Now, luckily, she didn't get into the car because she would have been the victim. Right. And unfortunately, Ying Ying never saw that post that she made. A little bit about Ying Ying's background. She is from Nanping. Now, this is the right side of China. Or the east side, I should say. Okay. Um, near the Nine Bin River, the main economy there is tea farming. It's a poor mm. city. Her family lives in a modest apartment. In fact, when ABC, I believe it was ABC that went over there and interviewed the family, they interviewed them and everyone was wearing their sweaters and jackets because they don't even have heat there. Mm. That's how modest mm. her family is. She was an academic superstar. She loved singing. She actually started a pop group, and there's a video of her online singing. She was a lead singer in this pop group. She was studying environmental sciences. She was a PhD student. Wow. And she's only been in country for a few weeks. She had no friends yet, and that's why she bought a guitar. She was actually going to go home that night and learn how to play guitar because she didn't have any friends there. Oh, that breaks my heart. She did have a boyfriend, a very serious boyfriend, back in China, and he was so distraught, him and the family, they came over to America 
right when they knew something was wrong and Uh they started their own searches. And these guys are the ones that really made it public. They went to the news media outlets and everything else. Yeah. Oh, that that's so sad. I mean, I can only imagine that must be so hard Mm. to be in a a foreign country to not know anyone. Yeah. And to think you can trust a you know, someone who's saying that they're a police officer. She had ambitions of becoming a professor. In 2013, she graduated from the Sun Yat-sen University, top of her class. In fact, wow. her she boyfriend. brilliant. Yeah, her boyfriend was number one, and then she was number two of the whole student body class. Wow. Yeah. And you'll see the family in a minute, not to talk down on them, but she is the only one that has ever went to university. The mother is illiterate. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people in that situation are. Can't mm-hmm. read, can't write. The brother dropped out in middle school and he's a cook and they're from a poor family. So so Ying Ying was, you know, that one She was the first know, to, in the to rough, go, yeah. go to college and get yeah. advanced degrees. Exactly, yeah. It's impressive. It's not just go to it's college. Um, I mean, yeah, God, yeah. she's probably one of the, the smartest people we've ever Spoken about. Yeah. She graduated from the Sun Yat-sen University at the top of her class. And in 2016, she graduated from Peking University. That's the Harvard of China. And she was a visiting scholar in the Chinese Academy of Sciences. That's why she was traveling to the United States. Gotcha. Studying natural resources and environmental sciences. Way smarter than I could ever be. Mm -hmm. This is the family right here. You won't be able to understand the mother, obviously, but I wanted you to see how heartbroken she is. So going back to the car that picked her up, obviously that was the killer in the car. Now, it's a Saturn Astra, which was a blessing and a godsend to investigators. Because that is a unique car. It's mm-hmm. a very unique car. Not a lot of people got that car. Right. There's only 52 people in what? in Illinois that have that car. 52 people. Well, no wonder Saturn is no longer <laughs> making cars. That are some, that's some pretty terrible freaking statistics. Yeah. <laughs> 52 people. Which, uh-huh. the Saturn Astro, that's not the boxy one, is it? No, that's this one. I think it's like an... It's a, oh, like a little... Looks like a Focus, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it a does. hatchback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saturn's version of the VW Golf, maybe? The FBI and the Illinois PD was on the case. Okay. But this case was ultimately solved by a campus cop. Okay. Paul Blart! Good for you, yeah. bud. Well, that's mall cop. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, a cousin's- I mean, he's a real cop. This guy's a real cop. My cousin okay. was... Um, uh, campus police at Bridgewater State. There you go. And now he's, he works for the Bridgewater Police Department. He helped deliver oh. a baby in a car last year. Wow. I would not want to help deliver anyone's baby. This one photo, this one photo right here that was taken from CCTV is the thing that solved this case. And it was solved by a campus police officer. And is, is the license plate visible? On the these? license plate is not visible. Okay. The driver is not visible. You okay. cannot even see Ying Ying in the car. Is it a flat tire? No, it's not a flat tire. There is a one chip in the rim. So all the other rims look normal. Normal. And then right here 
on oh the passenger gosh. front right. I was just counting the. I literally said that I was counting the holes in the rims. Yeah, yeah, she was. She called it. No, she you said like, the holes in the rims. She I, was this is adjacent a to I the was, correct I was answer. Looking at no, the, no, no. I was looking at the right area. No, I'm not going to give yeah. it to you, but I will give it to the campus cop <sighs> because the FBI couldn't even see this. Well, and, and he just you got to watch the video of him he's he does an interview and he's a campus cop yeah he's a really chill uh sounding guy and he's like yeah i just watched the video over and over and over and eventually i'm like whoa what is that is that a crack and sure enough it was wow and th- the guy that owned this car was actually the very first person that detectives interviewed oh. about this because he owned the car Another thing about this, but wasn't a determining factor, was that this had a moonroof on it, which is kind of like a sunroof, but goes all the way across the car. Yes. Uh But other Astros have that as well. Yeah. But the crack in the rim is a dead accuracy that this is the same guy. There's no questioning that. Mm -hmm. It's the same crack. Mm -hmm. So they went back to the guy that they first interviewed, and now... They had some more questions for him. Oh, I'm sure they did. So this is the guy they interviewed at first. This is the killer. Can you describe him, please? A white oh, man. Oh, he looks like a douchebag. Can you describe him beyond douchebag? Okay. He's a white male. He has a beard that doesn't fully grow past his mutton chops. Okay, um, anyway. Receding right. hairline. All right, this is Brent Christensen. I have his interview on talkmore.com if you guys want to see it. The FBI also noticed that the passenger door was cleaned. It was a lot cleaner than the driver's side door. So obviously he went back and cleaned it. And in the criminal complaint from the FBI agent, he says, I know based on conversations with other FBI agents familiar with the search of the subject vehicle, that the front passenger door of the subject vehicle where YZ would have been sitting appeared to have been cleaned to a more diligent extent than the other vehicle doors. Based on my training and experience, I believe that this type of action may be indicative of an attempt to conceal or destroy evidence. Mm. So a little bit about the vehicle. It's a Saturn Astro. Very rare. Oh, 58 in the state, not 52. I misspoke. Still not a lot. Right. Who you're looking at now is Brent Christensen. He is 27 years old. He actually graduated from UFI and he completed he recently completed his master's program hmm. in... Interesting. Take a guess. Criminal justice. No. This guy is a criminal idiot. He completed his master's degree in physics. What? Yeah. <laughs> he was a TA in physics and mechanics, and he just completed his master's degree in physics, and he was on his way to starting his PhD program. This feels like quite a leap. Mm. You know, like you don't hear of incredibly highly educated PhD candidate serial killers. What about John Perry? Well, it's also Are you a candidate not for a, a PhD? candidate for a PhD? Yeah. Oh. Brent was living in a nice apartment, the Stonegate Apartments. He was interviewed at the FBI headquarters, which I'm going to show you some of the interview. He has no previous crime history and he's married what his wife this is very unusual his all right well this is really unusual the fbi shows the the first time the detectives show up at his house his wife answers the door completely nude 
No. No, she did not. Okay, I'm not making it up. She opens the door naked. Yeah. Who does that? Only someone in a porno. Actually, you know, I would do that if I knew that I didn't want anyone to stay because they would just turn around and leave right away. There's like a challenge that girls do that. I've they, never heard of that. Pe- no. If the pizza guy comes, they open up the door naked. Okay, let's order some pizza and I'll do that and see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yo, is that the extra sausage? <laughs> oh, wait. I'm a PhD candidate. Hang on. Did you know that I'm going for my PhD? Oh, my gosh. The uh, only time I would, reason I would ever do that is if I knew that I wanted that person to leave immediately. So if it was like, like you know, Someone that was gonna like a Jehovah's Witness or someone that was gonna try to sell me something like a vacuum I salesman. I still would never like I can't. No, I would never do that. I'm I just know, saying. I can't. I can't fathom that actually happening in At anything least she's other than a porno. Enough in her own body that she feels that she can do that. I mean, good for her. No, no, there is something wrong with her too. That's what that means. There's something wrong with her too. I mean, yes, but like she's confident, so good for her. I wouldn't even do it if I knew you were answering the door. I always answer the door naked. Maybe that's why our garbage man hates us. <laughs> so the agents actually asked her to put on clothes because they were she was making them uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fucking weird. And the mirror sunglasses that was used was also in the apartment. And you can actually see the wife after she put on clothes because the detective takes a picture of the mirror sunglasses and you can see her reflection. Oh my God, that's weird. She's hot. I'm just kidding. She's not hot. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. He was arrested, but only for 24 hours because he made a false statement to the FBI. So right now, guys. What was his false statement? That he didn't do that it? That he didn't. No, not that he didn't do it. But when the FBI came the first time, he said, oh, I was playing video games all night. It wasn't me. But then he recants his story and says, oh, yeah, I did pick up a asian woman i don't know who they and he actually he actually says don't get mad at me he says they all look alike <laughs> in his video i'm just repeating what he says but so he, so he's admitting though that he picks up asian women yeah. to give them rides to places like what the fuck but it's actually been found that people of of one race find it harder to identify people of other, of other races. races i believe that 100 percent. but i know that you picked her up I know you did. I saw you in your shirt, arms fully extended. Where did you drop her off at? She was looking for a ride. She had missed her bus. She told you she was going to one north. So where did you drop her off at? So the killer says he was at home playing video games and his wife was away in Wisconsin. Then he changes the story and says, yeah, I did pick up a, I did pick up a girl. I don't know if it was her because they all look alike. And I gave her a short ride, and this is the video here. He says he went north, close to Loomis, and she showed him her phone with, like, a map on it. Now, this is most likely completely inaccurate. Okay. This is what he is telling the detectives. He tells the detectives that she was running late for some something, meeting a professor, maybe. She was in the car less than five minutes. He dropped her off. She walked away. He couldn't really understand her because she had broken English and, quote, she freaked out and jumped out of the car 
because he took a wrong turn and that spooked her. And then she just started freaking out. Hey, you're my dish next time. Okay. I thought I was her around on Saturday. I had to pick a girl up. I don't remember where. Okay. I saw her picture. I don't think it was her, though. Do you remember the girl's name that you picked up? No, she was talking very broken English. Okay. Tell us about what happened. What time of day was that? Early afternoon. I don't really remember. Okay. I was just driving around. Um, I saw a girl, and she was very distressed. Okay. So I stopped my car and looked at her. Okay. I asked her if she needed help. I talked to her for a little bit, not much. I gave her a short ride to Cold Locks. Okay. She freaked out and got out. Okay. That's all it was. Was this when you got on the north side of the railroad tracks on Goodwin? When you went across the university and you drove on north? So they pretty much got him in a lie, but he says that he picked up this girl because she looked distressed. He drove her for a little bit, then she freaks out and jumped out of the car. Now, that is most likely not what happened. What we believe what happened is he pulls up, says he's some type of FBI agent or undercover cop or whatever, lures her into the car, and then immediately, now I don't know when, but starts attacking her or whatever. That's most likely what happened. Now, as I said before, this guy is married, but he is in an open relationship Uh with his wife. And the detectives... That's why she opens the door naked. The detectives started to see that, and they kind of played on that in the interview. So they asked him about that. And you can tell in his voice that he is stressed about his wife and their open relationship because he obviously doesn't want her to be in Wisconsin with some other dude right now. But she is. But she is. Mm. You, you mentioned your wife on our vacation with another friend. Um, you mentioned that uh, there's another guy she hangs out with. You mentioned there's another girl you hang out with. Do you guys have a very open relationship? Okay. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. She has a boyfriend as well. Okay. Um, Some. I'm starting between us as well, in an unrelated way. Because it's not because of the open relationship, it's just a strain. So every marriage goes through some rough patches. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And finally, about after an hour, obviously this started with him saying he's at home playing video games and all this stuff, and he Mm -hmm. wasn't doing anything. Till yeah, maybe I picked up a girl, but they all look alike. Till eventually saying... Yeah, it was her, but I just dropped her off. And that's all he said. He didn't actually confess to anything, which is a big deal because they don't have anything to charge him with. Mm -hmm. They have a car, but they don't have a license plate, you know, or anything. Well, he admits to picking her up. He admitted to picking her up. Maybe he did drop her off and she vanished. There was no cameras of him dropping her off or anything. They have nothing. Right. Which is why in a second you're going to hear an undercover audio clip from his girlfriend at the time, not his wife, but his new girlfriend. She is recording him confessing to the crime. You're going to hear that Mm. in a minute. But right now this is the accusation inside the interrogation room here. This is when they finally say, we know you did it, come clean. We have 600 Chinese students that have volunteered to look for her. What I can tell you is that we will find her. Now, when we find her, 
is up to you. Because you know, and we know, that she didn't just get out of your car. So we need to know where she is now so that we can move forward from this. But if you maintain that she just got out of the car and walked away, it's very difficult for us to move forward. Were, were you hoping for um, just kind of like a quick tryst with her or see if, you know, trying to, trying to pick her up? That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Wow. So the FBI actually doesn't have anything on this guy. He never confessed. And right after that, he ends the interview, which he is free to do because he's not being detained or arrested for anything. And he walks away. Now, he believes that he got away scot-free. And this is really screwed up. And this will tell you what kind of guy this is. He approaches his girlfriend and is very adamant about wanting to attend ying ying's vigil what he is like i want to go so bad so bad and i have a lot of stuff to tell you what he didn't know is that the fbi actually bugged her i've always wanted to say that bugged her put a wire in her Mm -hmm. you know like a microphone wire Mm -hmm. she was recording the entire time now the clips you're going to hear i'm going to narrate them because they're really hard to hear but this is the smoking gun he does confess to everything killing her and everything also before i play that this is from the criminal complaint describing what they found on his phone pursuant to the search warrant a forensic examination was conducted on the subject phone the forensic examination of the subject phone indicated in part that on or about april 19th 2017 the user of subject phone visited a forum on the website FetLife entitled Abduction 101 to include subthreads Perfect Abduction Fantasy and Planning a Kidnapping. This phone, a means, facility, and instrumentality of interstate commerce, was therefore used in committing and in furtherance of the commission of this offense. So what you're looking at now is the vigil. Do you see him in the background walking Mm -hmm. with his girlfriend? Now, he is very happy to be there. Weird. Because he likes to know that he's the one that... Killed her. Killed her. In fact, on the secret audio, he says, quote, they're all here for me. Oh, that's disgusting. That's so weird. Yeah, it is weird. Now, he's talking to his girlfriend, and the audio is about two hours long, but I did parse it. He says that it was me. Quote, she was number 13. She is gone forever. 13. 13. He's full of shit. As you'll hear, he's just trying to impress her, impress his girlfriend. I'm sorry. If I were dating you... Would me telling you that I killed 13 people impress you? It wouldn't, Jen. I'm just going to say it wouldn't. Okay. I just want to make that clear (laughs) because I, I, it wouldn't impress me. I probably would like start to plan an escape route somehow. I would hope so. Uh, Maybe I would distract them by like throwing things away from the area that I am so I can like hustle away before I have an asthma attack. But at the same time, you know, I can I can kind of understand, like, not understand, like, yes, this is something I would say, but the the mindset, they're here for me. And when you go to a vigil, it's like, I hope that they get justice and, like, we can find yeah. her or, like, at least bring her 
the the perpetrator's justice so i can understand that he probably gets off like oh my gosh they're here because like i did this and he probably felt so high and mighty which is disgusting i'm not saying that's a good thing i just understand like why he would say that i guess he says quote ying ying is the only person that has produced evidence that leads back to me number 13 i've been at this since i was 19 years old he tells his girlfriend and he's bragging that he committed all these murders not here in Illinois, but from back home. Now, is there any truth to that? Do, do we know? No, if he has the any FBI other looked into it and there's no truth to it. He yeah, was okay. just bullshitting. He says she was stronger than anyone he's ever killed. She was stronger than anybody. His girlfriend says, I wonder what Ying Ying means. Now they're walking in the vigil now. Yeah. I was going to. He says she was supernatural because she wouldn't die. That's weird. Yeah, I just don't. I still am struggling with why you would say that to someone. I know. At all. Like, do you not think that you trust her that much? She's not even your your wife who's in an open relationship, but... It's weird because the wife actually comes and picks them up because they missed the bus. Oh, so weird. Because they missed the bus? Is that what you said? The same way that how Ying Ying Yang Zhang missed her bus? That's ironic. Ugh. That's disgusting. (laughs) I talked to him. That was interesting. He right? says, uh-huh. like, that was I chopped her head off. I took her head off. None of this zombie shit. She was done. It was... He laughs. He says, <laughs> I cut her head off. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? So the whole time he's bragging about this to his girlfriend, he says he is the best at what he does. He's on number 13, which I don't think he is. If you listen to the whole audio, he is obviously just trying to impress this girl. And the fact that he goes and confesses us at the vigil is kind of fucked. Yeah. The, well, really number fucked. one, the fact that you did this is fucked. The fact that you're telling anyone about it is fucked. The fact that you're telling anyone about it at the vigil, that's the most fucked. But all of it is still fucked. Mm-hmm. Well said, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, well said, Jen. Thank you. This is about what he did to her right here. I tore her clothes off and started doing stuff to her. You just say I just didn't care. Yeah, this is crazy, guys. This right here is really freaky. He talks more about the killing, and they're, I think they're sitting down or something. But you can actually hear the girlfriend wearing the wire. You can hear her heart beating. It's mm. really weird because it's like really fast. I mean, she's talking to a killer, right? She's like, when when are the FBI people yeah. supposed to come out of there, yeah. man? <laughs> Hello? She's like giving the secret uh, <laughs> saying or whatever. <laughs> banana. Evergreen. <laughs> banana, banana. <laughs> My safe word is banana. <laughs> you hear- yeah. You hear that? Whoa. Take care. 
Listen. You hear it? It's very subtle, but you can. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they got him, obviously. Good. They tried him for the death penalty, but he actually got life in prison. And I'm this okay is with that. the yeah. last kind of really fucked up. And here's the last really fucked up thing about this story. This is from WTTW from December 6th, 2019. It's a little news station. But this is about where her body is. Despite his admission, Zhang's body has never been found. It was later revealed, Christensen told federal prosecutors under an immunity agreement that after killing Zhang, he disposed of her body in three separate garbage bags. Oh, no. Her body is now believed to be in Danville, Illinois, garbage dump. But recovery of those remains may be impossible. Oh, no. So that's terrible. She is in a garbage dump in three different pieces. That sucks. That's really terrible. He is serving life in prison at McCreary United States Penitentiary. Serving life in prison there. Um, wow. we, no one thinks he's actually killed 13 but they don't think he's killed anyone else. No, mm. you know, sad, sad, Very story. sad. But mm. that's the um, that's the story. And uh, this is one of those stories that I'm putting a lot of information on the blog. So if you want to dive deeper into it, there is a couple of friends of hers that made one of those indie films. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have to I don't know, I think they're taking donations or something. But it's only in select cities. They play it in theaters. Mm. I think one is like in Portland. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe you can try to get it. It's basically the life of her and kind of a tribute to her. But that's the story on Ying Ying Zhang's very sad. And uh, I hope you guys like that. If you guys noticed, we're putting out episodes now every Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe. I got some really great episodes coming up. It's about Halloween time. and It's your favorite time of year. The favorite time of the year. So starting... So the first episode in October till the end of Halloween, they're all going to be despicable, vile, and extremely gruesome. Oh, lovely. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, guys. And my name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.